0: This is the Old Republic Podcast.
1: Spoiler warning for the Knights of the Old Republic series, Star Wars, The Old Republic, and all other media.
0: This is where the fun begins.
1: Let's remind
0: the Jedi what happens when the weak seek to match metal with the Dark Lords
1: of the Sith.
0: Sir, from the surviving officer's reports,
1: Lord Revan has gone.
2: He's still
1: alive. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Older Public Podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, going to be back on the podcast for a second time. Uh, Cassie and I have been very excited about this uh, movie franchise. We've been very excited about the storytelling. We've been very excited about this guest that we had on before. I'm very excited to have him back. So we're here with uh, Michael Schrader. So, uh, Michael, how are you doing tonight?
3: Uh, Great. Uh, Yeah, it's um, just a little bit of a summer vacation, finally getting this movie out and having a little uh, breathing room after the big premiere. And, uh, yeah, it's... um, I'm really happy to hear that everybody likes the movie so much. Um it's been a it's been a good couple weeks since the movie came out. So, yeah, things are things are good over here.
1: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so if you've been following along with the podcast, we had um on episode 106 to talk about um Into the Spider-Verse. Um I believe at that time when we had you on the first time the like the first like teaser trailer for Across the Spider-Verse had come out. Is that right? Does that sound right yeah, to everyone?
2: That, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we've been, we've been, uh, we've been jazzed for this thing for quite a while. And then, uh, just released a couple weeks ago. Um, as you mentioned, you know, it finally, finally came out, you're getting a little bit of a uh, breathing, uh, breathing room in. I imagine that it's, was a uh, pretty stressful kind of up to the wire. Is that something that you're, you're doing or you're working on it? Like till like the very last minute until they hit play, like at the first theater pretty
3: much or Le- legitimately every, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little insane. Um, so like they have different deadlines for different, um, screenings, right? Like they have, a like international comes out a few days before, um, the, uh, uh domestic premiere, like with the red carpet and they get all the celebrities that mm-hmm. has a deadline. And then there's like the, there's the domestic, um, theater deadline. And then there's like the DVD deadline, um, we worked on it so long that each of those are a little bit different like each each version that's out there is just has a little tweak to it Um, oh wow so i remember i was i got called in um super super last minute of just like hey um you guys have seen the movie no spoilers here but i i the very, very beginning, Gwen is doing, like, this monologue drum solo.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and uh, we had hired out a studio to do that specifically. Um, and they they worked with a bunch of our artists, and they did an amazing job. Uh, and then um, the producers were like, hey, we just need, like, a little extra. Like, just we're we, – we retimed some things, and we don't have enough uh, time or – uh, we don't we don't have enough time to like send it back to the studio and keep doing iterations. It's going to be way faster if you can just do this. Um, so it was <laughs> sure sure. <laughs> a little a little intimidating. Right. Um, but so I did a version that I really liked and that got sent out internationally. Oh, wow. And then I was like, OK, great. We're done. You know, like clean off my hands and like uh, I can go home now. Right. And they're like, OK now we have a few days to do the domestic release so here's some notes they're like oh okay we're still (laughs) we're still working on this thing like up until like the last possible minute and then just a few minutes after that like we were we were turning in stuff so so late uh just just a huge shout out to like the editing team and the producers and just putting this all together like really really polishing uh everything up until the the last possible second yeah
1: yeah that's that's kind of wild I'm, I'm just picturing like uh, everyone in the office just like waiting for someone to like finish drawing something so someone else can take it and splice it right. in and someone yeah, else can the, take it
3: and yeah the the pipeline there was was intense uh it was just me uh sending stuff directly to the editor and then the editor would drop it in and we'd and we'd uh send it to Uh, image works, um, for like final, final polishing. And then we would send it to color correction and then it would get just like locked away into the movie after, after color correction and all. And that turnaround was like insanely fast, like way, way faster than like usual, I guess. Uh, just, just because of the insane deadlines and like everybody's working over the weekend. Everybody's working Saturday, Sunday, uh, I think I clocked almost a, a ninety-hour week, um, a couple weeks in like April or May. Um, yeah, just just when when I when I got there, I every everyone was going so hard to get it across the finish line, and that was that was kind of wild. It was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, uh there is, you know, the Bugs Bunny like in a tuxedo with the black background kind of meme. Yes. Yeah, there was one that said I wish all involved in the production of Across the Spider-Verse a very pleasant salary. So, um that's that's <laughs> what we, you know, like and like a pleasant vacation, like a, a life, like a nice rest, you know. That's That's
3: so funny. Yes. Uh, I I I I raised my cartoon martini glass back at you. Thank you very much. It <laughs> is, yeah. Ev- everybody like I, honestly, I was only on the project, like working, I would say around, um, like two or three months was, was, was really like my time. Like they're not, they're not worried about like the logos from day one. Right. Like I'd, Mm-hmm. Uh, i guess more context for everybody at home uh so I work on the the opening logos uh for the first uh into the spider verse i did the i did the designs and some of the um some animation mostly just the timing for like the uh the sony ping at the very very top the columbia lady the Marvel flip book, and then production titles for what was it um pascal pictures. Yeah, and
0: Lord and I'm Miller,
3: like, maybe that was it for the first. One. Yeah, so so for the second movie, we added Lord Miller, and then I also got added to the um the the like interior production title. So it's like after Gwen's whole like here's the story. So oh, uh, after Gwen like steps into the portal at the very beginning, they just defeated the Vulture at the Guggenheim. They step into the portal, and then it does like the like. Uh, Miles' sketchbook is on screen for just a second, and it says, like, uh, a Columbia Pictures film and produced by, like, all of those kind of, like, stickers. Um, I animated those also. And then uh, I also animated the very, very end. Um,
0: To be continued?
3: Yeah, I did the to be continued and the Miles will return and, like, the two... um, Titles of like across the and beyond Um, So they had a designer for those and then I just I animated them um, Just for the end there the the main on ends But uh, yeah so it's it's a huge honor to be literally the very first and last thing (laughs) On this (laughs) on this crazy movie Um, Just to get my fingerprints all over this thing um, and then for this one, uh, this project, I remember, um, I, usually I just do like a lot of the, um, early work of what if we put this here and we put this here and then we, we send it off to another studio to like actually do the titles, uh, or actually do the logos. And this time I was like, okay, like what's the pipeline? Who am I sending this to? And they said, oh, it's just you like we don't we don't have enough time to send it to anybody else so you're going to be our final delivery guy and that was horrifying <laughs> like that was that was like oh okay this is this is so usually we hire like a whole team of people and now it's just me cool great awesome cool 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 <laughs> um so it it actually allowed me a lot more Flexibility and and creativity and like I got to like keep a lot of my designs all the way through. um wow. obvious Obviously, with like a ton a ton of help from uh, production designer Patrick O'Keefe and directors, obviously uh, Justin Thompson, Phil Lord would like text me at eleven o'clock at night and be just like, "Hey, can we change?" this just a little bit I was like yeah sure man I'll be in in the morning like <laughs> let's go <laughs> um so yeah obviously you know this was this was uh, I'm not working in a vacuum so much on this one uh this was like a huge team effort um and uh but yeah I I all of the, the like the first two minutes of the movie um was was me um, a lot of, a lot of assistance from, uh, Patrick's Patrick and, and their design team. Um, Jeffrey Thompson was huge, uh, putting together, uh, all those alternate universes for Columbia lady and, and, uh, uh, Will Coyer, um, helped out with some of the Marvel stuff and, and the Columbia lady. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I put a bunch of crazy designs in there. And they were like, this is good. Go bigger. Uh, which <laughs> was really unexpected. Uh, and a, and a ton of fun and a huge, uh, I'd say green flag on my resume. Uh, I am, it's super fun, uh, that that they trusted me with the first two minutes of the movie. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was, it was crazy to see it in theaters. Like the, the, the couple times I saw it in theaters, I'd, I'd never heard people applaud for logos before.
2: Oh, wow. Uh,
3: so that was really tugging at my heartstrings to see that in, in person. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it really shakes it up from the very first second. Uh, and it's, it's a huge honor to be, uh, to be that guy. So yeah, it was, it was super fun.
0: Yeah. It seems like it was a big team working together, and I kind of had guessed, like, it's just such a big, intricate movie, like, it probably was, like, uh, crazy at the finish line there, but I have to say, like, this movie is literally amazing and, like, the best, like, cliffhanger ending like i've seen since like empire strikes back you know
3: that was literally the inspiration was empire strikes back
0: yeah that's so cool to to hear that and um i i just like saw it with with my friend like that opening night and when it ended like he he was like blown away and i was blown away and i was like i think like that could be i think it's automatically gonna win like if this doesn't win best animated feature they're stupid uh but uh I thought like it should be nominated for best editing and honestly best picture.
3: Well, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I it's it's such an honor to work on this thing. Um uh, when we did our like huge wrap party for for this movie um one of the directors Kemp Powers got up and and you know thanked the whole studio and everybody worked on it but he he was literally like he's like when i was a kid and i saw empire strikes back in theaters and like that ending blew my mind and changed my life forever and he's like that's what we were trying to do here was to do empire strikes back to just just ruin everyone's day <laughs> to ju- to just uh, shock and awe everybody in the theater and I uh, I think it was pretty successful I think it worked
1: people uh, yeah.
0: responded to that yeah
1: it did work it did work so that's yeah that's uh leads me into my question now that just uh just came to me uh did you take some sort of sick pleasure in animating that final uh kind of shot <laughs> so Oh, for sure it' right? be continued
3: <laughs> yeah uh, but actually actually there was um. There was a little pushback uh, putting to be continued, or, or Miles Morales will return in. Um, specifically, like it, it at the end of Empire Strikes Back, it doesn't say Luke Skywalker will return in. Like it, just it's it's just a it just ends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Luke gets his hand cut off and he stares off into the galaxy uh, with his new sister <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's it. Uh, so there, there actually was a little bit of of uh, pushback from like the creative side to the business side and uh, story wise. One of the earlier earlier versions um, that I saw like months and months and months ago um, uh, was basically like um, huge spoilers, but uh, is like Miles lands. He's talking to his mom. The conversation is weird. Um, Uncle Aaron opens the door, and then it's like movies over, lights on, credits roll, mm-hmm. and like, and it was just like a hard cut off, and you just had to sit there like, wait, what? And it was, and I, I honestly think it was maybe a little too confusing for general audiences, for yeah. all audiences, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I, I that may have been my favorite iteration just because it was such like uh pull the rug out from under your feet and that was it that was the movie go home like like sit with that like like think about that for the next couple years while we make the next one right um yeah Yeah. so yeah
0: it is a comic book conceit to have to be continued though so that's how i liked it and i knew there was a third part coming some people didn't know that but i felt satisfied like i got a whole movie you know and then it's like i have another movie to look forward to
3: right i and definitely like from the story point of view like i know they wanted this movie to feel complete like on its own like still with a fun ending but like that it stands yeah. alone and it doesn't like lean on the rest of the trilogy to to be to feel coherent. I uh, I also remember I I forget if it was when we when when last we talked on the podcast, but um, one of the trailers I think like in November last November um, we had put uh, the title of the movie Spider-Man Across the Spider Verse, and then had graffiti pop up at the end that said Part One um Mm. and i remember hearing back like after that got released and it went you know worldwide and everybody's watching the trailer and it's great and everybody loves it um that we got we got feedback from the the like head studio and they were like what do you mean it's part one like we agreed what do you mean (laughs) like we agreed (laughs) to do another one after this already we haven't okay uh so we we very quickly dropped part 1 <laughs> from yeah. the rest of the movies uh which i which i'm happy about i'm i'm excited about the new uh well i'm the title guy right so i'm excited about the new title <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's it's like pink and blue and it's fun yeah oh
1: you you want to change the title i guess i guess i can do that okay yeah
0: yeah, yeah first time i saw it honestly just when the when the opening logos were done just like Got out and like I saw what I needed to see, you know, so
3: yes, yeah, <laughs> right. just stay for the first two minutes and then I, it's probably you can even get your money back that's it <laughs> <laughs> that
1: that's right, I, I imagine it was something you know, having animated it for for so long, and you know looking at it on your uh computer screen to then seeing it like full blown on like a like a giant like theater screen probably it was pretty wild
3: uh, yeah, honestly that was that was kind of surreal, because um, it was like I worked on it uh all of March. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, I started working on it in March. All of April. April was insane, and then like, like half of May, uh, and then it came out in June. Right. Um. So it was. It was. It was more like. <laughs> a, some of these concept artists have been working on it for like years and years. Right. And they're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that made it into the movie. And like, Oh, this was so long ago. I almost forgot. Like, this is so great. And for (laughs) me, it was, it was so immediately recent that it was like, Oh man, I forgot to change that one thing. Shoot. (laughs) It was like, Oh dang. If I, if I only had a couple more days, I would love to get in there and fix that one thing. Uh, but it's, it's, sealed in time it's frozen in carbonite and i'll never get to touch it again and that's fine but it'll there there's still like a few temporary like placeholder things it's like dang it i uh if only i had like another 12 hours (laughs) um but uh no I'm, i'm super happy with it and i'm glad i'm glad everybody likes it
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to go back to something uh, Cassio was just saying about you know how uh this hopefully uh will be up for uh several Academy Awards and uh, going back to Into the Spider Verse in 2018, uh that was nominated for an Academy Award uh, and it won. Uh, be it The Incredibles two. I don't know. Um, maybe if you could just speak to where where people that you work with or around. Did you think that winning the Oscar was uh realistic proposition or was that kind of a surprise to you all or were you pretty pretty confident you could win and then what kind of changed studio wise after that
3: sure um you know from okay so spider verse came out uh 2018 uh i graduated school 2017 and i started work 2017 so like i had only been at the studio for maybe a year um and so, I like I was so fresh. It was just like, oh, I just I showed up to work one day and they handed me an Oscar. Like it was so like like <laughs> it. People had been working on this for like years, right? And, um, again, like the concept designers and and these directors and producers have been working on it forever and blood, sweat, and tears. They're working on it twenty four seven, and I just I literally just showed up at the end <laughs> and uh and they hand, and they gave me an oscar and so it was like <laughs> i just was like oh i guess this is just what happens like you just show up <laughs> this to is, work that's how movies work awards <laughs> yeah and so so when we won obviously it was huge it was crazy um i i learned uh how about this i learned a lot more about into the spider-verse just in the last couple months um, talking to uh Justin Thompson who i think was production designer on the last one mm-hmm. and this was the dir- uh, his like this was his, this was his first directorial debut was across the spider verse um so he and i uh, <laughs> hung out a lot uh over the last couple months which is super super fun to get his his side of the story um he said for uh into the spider verse like like they weren't expecting any acclaim here he was like it was it was it was almost more like a passion project of like Mm -hmm. i think this is fun and let's give it a shot like let's take a risk um and so many artists um kind of caught the vision and and took it their own way um and for him he was like that was art into the spider-verse was art it was emotional Uh, and it was, it was a passion project, um, versus, uh, he didn't want the sequel to seem like a product. Like if that's the two ends of the spectrum, if there's, there's, you're just doing art because you love it or you're making a product because your boss wants you to, right? Like he's, he's like into the spider verse is its own thing. Like we didn't, we didn't think it would be successful. We didn't think that there would be a sequel. Like it, it's a, it's a totally standalone thing. And so now making the sequel, how to recreate that magic, right? Like how yeah. to put all that hard work into it. Uh, there was actually a really good quote from Phil Lord recently, where he's like, everybody says the word magic. This is so magic. It's full so, of, it's full of magic. He's like, magic is just hard work. Like magic is not real. <laughs> magic is work. It's like so much work went into this movie. Um So so what happened? so what changed around around the studio? Honestly, I think um Sony had been on the map for a while, Sony Animation, but mm-hmm. uh into the Spider-Verse just made us like a bigger name, I would say.
2: Yeah.
3: Um especially um okay i i i think it allowed it it gave the creative people uh a much longer leash to like play in the space and make something weird right um mm-hmm. uh into the spider verse really kind of broke the mold on what an animated movie could be um and so uh for sure, like uh, Mitchell's vs. Machines, um, leaned into that, uh, and and a lot of the concepts that were built around uh, Spider Verse, like the hand drawn trees. I remember that that was like one of the first things I saw from uh, Mitchell's vs. Machines. That like really, just really, uh, knocked my socks off. Was like these beautiful. Rendered trees, uh, because they're like, if your trees don't look good, you're not going to like the movie, you have to stare at them all day. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. uh, so so they made these like everything in Mitchell's vs. Machines. Uh, okay, if if Spider Verse is a comic book brought to life, Mitchell's vs. Machines is concept art brought to life. Oh. Mitchell's vs. Machines has a lot of heavy brush strokes that you can still see on screen, right? It has a lot of um underlying pencil lines and it has a lot of uh outlines and brush strokes and watercolor like it is it is meant to look like a uh, concept art that is animated um so like how to make the shadows look more like watercolor and pencil you know that that kind of a thing um so yeah it uh, oh and then all the katie vision stuff um Mitchell's versus machines is about a girl going to college, but her family is in the way. And also there's a robot apocalypse happening. And also she's (laughs) like a movie editor. So she's like editing this movie that you're watching. And so she's, she's, she's stylized it herself. She's put her own like accent marks and she's put her own, um, fun, goofy, googly eyed stickers on everything. And um, it 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 was like this really fun kind of flat 2D uh, hand drawn quality to to a lot of the like expression of the movie, um, which I don't think could have happened before Spider Verse, right? Like it's it's so weird and it's so out there, um, and there's there has to be like a lot of trust between the creative and the business side of things. Cause like the business mm-hmm. people are like, this is weird. Like, this is so <laughs> wild. What are we looking at? Why, why are there googly eyes on everything? There's dinos. Why are these dinosaurs look so ugly? Um, and a lot of that was from the director, Mike Rihanna, who was on, um, uh, gravity falls. So this, it was like, uh, there's a lot of Mitchells versus the machines that I see in Gravity Falls. I guess kind of reversed, just chronologically, but like so much of that humor, uh, you can see in, in Gravity Falls and Mitchells versus Machines, which I love, and it's amazing and it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, uh, things that changed. Um, the artists got a lot more um, wiggle room to do to make some weird stuff. Um, which I loved. Um, and then we made Vivo, uh, which came out just after Mitchell's Earth Machines, which is, which was a little more, um, it was a, it was a musical. Yeah. With Lin, manuel Miranda. Um, but then all the COVID stuff happened, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately Mitchell's and Vivo, and I think hotel, there was a hotel Transylvania in there Four. Um, that yeah. did not get a theater release. Um, which was a huge bummer. Um, I really wanted to see Mitchell's in theaters, but it, had never really happened. Um, everything, especially in LA, uh, really got shut down, um, for a very long time. Uh, so when I was working on Mitchell's, it was just like, all of a sudden, um, I'm working on this, like Katie vision, uh, 2d animated dinosaurs. And like, uh, uh basically like emojis that were like slapped on top of the movie um and just one day it was just like hey i uh, don't come into work for a while we're, we're gonna like th- there's this new thing called covid and we're gonna see what happens um so it really slow- slowed down on my end and then like the next day sony Started uh, uh, using using a carrier service, and if you needed something from your office, you would send an email and say, "Hey, I need my chair. I need my computer. I need my monitor. Like whatever," uh, and they would they would just drive to your house and drop it off on the doorstep, and you know you'd sign a sign a waiver for it. Um, so yeah, working from home was was weird but exciting, right? Like, cause it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of new. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, and the government says it'll only be for two weeks. How fun yeah. is that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so LA just like turned into a ghost town. It was so bizarre. Nobody was allowed on the beaches. Um, and so it was, uh, nobody was on the road. The freeways were empty. Uh, we didn't have toilet paper. Like that was a whole thing. Uh, and we're also, like, trying to finish this movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, I love Mitchells, and I love the way it turned out. And, and Vivo. Vivo was one of the very first things I ever worked on at Sony. Um, huge bummer it didn't get to be in theaters. Um, but uh, really glad that, like, the Sony higher-ups and the sony big bosses let us make weirder and weirder stuff
0: yeah that i i literally wrote this down in my notes uh about across the spider-verse like not a corporation's product it's an amazing piece of art and story and i i did see vivo uh, i love the music and I learned that you know his character was not a monkey uh and it was a different kind of animal and I was like what like and then kind of just like was like there are so many different animals that I didn't know about and that (laughs) that makes sense that uh Mitchell's versus the machines like we're seeing things from Katie's point of view like she wants to be a director she has her uh mount rushmore of inspirational directors and (laughs) i was like it it got me thinking like what is my you know like mount rushmore you know and so that makes sense that we're kind of seeing it from her perspective like it's conceptual art
2: Mm -hmm.
3: uh it's funny you mentioned that mount rushmore scene that was one of my bigger projects on the film there's like during that scene uh Katie's putting together like an application to film school and she's like, Hey, you know, look at all the crazy stuff I can do. Um, And in that Mount Rushmore scene, there's like film cameras that are like barfing up MOV files that all have like weird little names. And they're like, they're shooting like cannonballs across her uh, screen and like all the text animates. So actually that was, that was one that I was on for, for like a week or two trying to figure out, how does a camera barf an MOV icon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what does what does this even mean? <laughs> uh, uh, that's I yeah I I'm glad that that scene stood out to you. Uh, yeah, her her little Mount Rushmore of all of her favorite like female uh, uh, directors, all all of her favorite inspirations. There, yeah,
0: yeah. And I also rewatched uh, Into the Spider Verse, and even though like it seemed like Into the Spider-Verse was just kind of made as a love letter, passion project to Spider-Man and, like, pushing animation forward rather than saying, like, this is the style we should go for. And that. And we've, we've seen how that's impacted animation, you know, going forward because they decided to do something weird. But I was just kind of blown away by, like, how much uh, was set up in into the Spider-Verse, and across the Spider-Verse, and I'm guessing in Beyond the Spider-Verse, and even though, like, each of these movies stand on their own, like, uh, they, they build on each other, and that, that's kind of, like, a, a good, um, I don't know, like, when, when stories link together, like, you know, like, uh, the, the original trilogy of Star Wars, like, Lord of the Rings, like, each of those movies stand on their own, but they they respond to each other, and I thought that was so cool.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah i I think I think it really boils down to like knowing your own IP, like under understanding what end of the Spider Verse is going into, and like how to build off of that, right? Because like we the 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 writers were not planning on making a sequel for end of the Spider Verse, like it didn't have a it didn't have a crazy box office, you know, it just, it just kind of (laughs) came and went. And then, uh, uh, really, it, it, it really like shook the animation world a lot harder than Sony was expecting, uh, in a really fun way. So yeah. And then like, how do you, how do you build on that? Right? Like I I remember that was one of the biggest things, uh, Justin Thompson was kind of saying of like, Hey, Into the Spider-Verse was like the biggest groundbreaking animated film in, you know, forever. So no pressure on the next one, right? Like, no big big deal. Let's just do that exact same thing again, but bigger, because we got to go bigger. Just
1: Uh, do it again,
3: but bigger and better, please. Oh, my gosh. Everybody, everybody had ulcers on this project. Like, everybody's working through the weekends, working through holidays. For years, I only got a taste of it. I was only there for like a couple months, but these—I felt so bad for every. I I was on a phone call with uh, with Patrick O'Keefe, uh, the production designer, and he's like, <laughs> "We're we're talking about logos," and he goes, "Oh yeah, I'll get somebody to work on the Columbia lady," and uh, ooh. And he just stops mid sentence. I'm like, "Hey, you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's just my ulcer kicking up again." It's like, <laughs> oh no, he's gonna die in my office. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so luckily, he didn't die, and he's taking a nice long vacation back home in Canada. And <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's it's so fun to be in the room where everybody is in the trenches at the same time, right? Like where everybody is working their butt off to get this thing across the finish line together which which was uh i i think that actually really came across really well in the in the final product of like this was not just like one guy's crazy dream this was a thousand animators and like the best of the best production story all the above and uh that the studio trusted us to make something weird. Like, I I feel like there was just a lot of... uh, I'm just going to keep saying the word trust uh, to actually to make this thing work.
0: Yeah, because, like, when there's kind of bigger movies like this, like, you have to have the business side of things figured out, the creative uh, side figured out. And I, I didn't really think, like... From what I could see, uh, I didn't feel like either side was was compromised. Um, but one thing I wondered, it kind of sounds like everyone kind of stepped up and, and kind of worked harder, but were there more animators on this project than Into the Spider-Verse?
3: For sure, yes. Um, uh, so so Sony Pictures Animation, weirdly enough, doesn't do a lot of animating. There's actually uh, Sony Pictures Imageworks, up in Canada, I want to say Vancouver, which is where all the animators actually are. Where all the uh, you see like the behind the scenes of like uh, it's it's Spider Man, but he's all uh, like very very three uh, D software like matte gray with like a bunch of his like you can see like his bones, <laughs> and they're hmm. like this is how you animate. <laughs> so like all of all of that animation takes place up in Canada, and then the in Culver city in in Los Angeles is like the um, the production side of the the directors, the writers the the producers kind of managing and and directing all of that. so I heard a lot of uh rumors and gossip basically, but the idea was like so many animators worked on this that we had to hire out other studios. To like get this done on time and we had to like hire out like this is this is the longest animated movie ever, <laughs> which yeah. is wild. because um, like a, especially for animation, like animation typically is pretty short because like every frame uh, is expensive. like every every second of film, has a has a price tag on it in a in a way that live action is is just a is a totally different kind of budget when you when you talk about film uh live action versus animation um so to have the longest uh animated movie is also i would say probably one of the most expensive animated movies right um Mm -hmm. with all those animators working on it and all the editing that went into it um and yeah, like, like I mentioned, like hiring out other studios for um, that, like specialized in different types of animation. If if that makes any sense, kind of like yeah, like like Gwen's opening drum solo is a very different animation style than Spider Punk. The rest of the film, right? Yeah, Spider Punk specifically. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah
3: crazy crazy amount of work went into this.
1: And to that, when I was you know at the theater watching it i'm i'm sitting back you know just kind of dumbfounded about you know all the stuff that's going on and i just like picture like like day one meetings for across the spider verse um you know and you just have people up there like standing at like a blank storyboard and their like heads exploding (laughs) like how do how do we even describe what's going to happen so yes does is that stuff like planned ahead or is it is it done like more traditionally and then you're like okay we're gonna farm out this stuff to different animation studios and you know people in house and uh kind of put their own like spin on it, or is all that stuff like literally planned ahead, or is it all completely on the on the fly? They just come in one day and be like, you know, what would be cool is Spider Punk look like he was cut out of uh, uh, cardboard paper, you know, stuff like uh, that.
3: Yeah, I think I think really, really early on, like early concept stuff, they just opened the floor to all concept designer, concept artists, uh, uh, pretty much anybody who wanted. a a voice. They just said like, Hey, what would be cool in this movie? Like what, like what personally do you think would be fun to add into this movie? If we're going in the multiverse, we're going hard. Like what do you want to see? Um, and I think one of the things that, that, uh, well, a lot of things came out of that, but one on top of my mind right now is the, uh, is the vulture from the opening Mm. Uh, Gwen Gwen Stacy world where uh, he's like a living uh, Da Vinci manuscript with like parchment and ink, right? Yeah. Uh, somebody just pitched that. They're like, "Hey, what if what if this was a thing?" And then they're like, "Okay, let's lean into it." And then they that became a whole thing. Um, same thing with Spider Punk. I know that um, they were working on kind of Spider Punk designs uh pretty early on but like it was such a wild uh style that it took forever to figure out how to how to even do it and and again from what i heard like all of this is like uh uh gossip at this point but basically just like there was part of the story where they were going to go to uh spider punk's world like his oh universe. oh mm. but,
0: tantalizing
3: i but it was too much to animate <laughs> like it was it was overwhelming it was uh it was you know all of that newspaper halftone stuff um was just so chaotic and it was it was hard enough for all the animators and the rendering and compositing to just do one guy, uh, so I, I think we still might have that on the to-do list for the next movie. Um, to go see uh, Hobie Hobie Brown's uh, Home World. So yeah, I I really hope it works. I mean, it's so so much of the stuff is just like sky's the limit and. Uh, but also like baby steps Yeah. (laughs) to get back to your original question of like how much of this was planned. Like, I remember pretty early on, uh, I was working with Justin Thompson on a totally different project at the, at the same time while they were like storyboarding all this stuff. Um, and like, so, uh, they had the villain, they like the villain was spot. Um, and I just remember uh like you're like you're saying like storyboard like three massive cork boards uh with just post-it notes and index cards and sharpies and and push pins right a little a little bit that like uh pepe silvia uh meme of charlie (laughs) day like smoking and like hasn't slept in days (laughs) like red string (laughs) everywhere um it was kind of that, but it was it was for Act 3. Like, I remember Act 1, amazing, beautiful, like, really well fleshed out, a few notes here and there. Act 2 um, was, like, t- three-fourths of the way done with just a, f- a few more gaps and empty spots. And then Act 3 was basically just, like, work on this later. <laughs> it was, like... How do, how do we, end? <laughs> like, what's, what goes next? Um, so that was super funny just to see like all these, um, professionals just wing it. And, and I think that was, that was mostly how it worked, um, for, for the majority of the production time was just like, this works. We have an extra day. What, what can we push in one more day? Like we have, Mm -hmm. we have the time and we have the budget to go for another week. What can we get done in another week? What can we, and, and prioritizing, um, uh, getting, getting like the, the minimum done first and then pushing it and stretching it as far as you can off into the horizon, uh, to, to really make something spectacular. Um, just super, super fun.
0: So was there like a legal team uh that had to be like do we have the rights to this person do we can we fit in this person do we have the rights for that was that kind of like an aspect of I th- production
2: I
3: think so um yeah i th- i think uh the kind of legality between um sony and disney um I think, I think the more Sony makes bigger and weirder stuff, I, I kind of hope that people are acknowledging that, um, Sony's universe and the MCU are a little bit different. <laughs> um, yeah. like we'll, we'll never have like a Captain America or an Iron Man. Right. Um,
2: yeah.
3: but, and, and I think there's, there's some like gray areas of like, I remember, um, Kraven the Hunter, um, like, where does he land? And I, I think Sony fought for Craven and Sony fought for Venom and um, Black Cat and a lot of the Spider-Women. Because it's like, we, Sony has the Spider-Man franchise and like, how big is that? Like, if you're going to take that big chunk out of it. Um, so when it came to like, what do we, what do we own? What can we play with? Um, I think... Uh, there's like the Sinister Six, which is pretty like well-established Spider-Man uh, area. So we got a lot of fun cameos, um, a lot of uh, you know when when Spot kind of explores other dimensions, and then when uh, we see the the Spider Society and the Go Home Machine, um, and all of those just real quick cameos. I I love. Um uh obviously the the prowler uh Donald Glover but also I was so um...
0: excited to see
3: that. Oh right. Yeah. I love community. That, uh yeah, I love that they that they got him in there. I remember seeing that like early early on and it was still storyboarded and it was literally just like a picture from the internet of Donald Glover <laughs> and I kind of thought like that was going to be it. <laughs> like it was just a <laughs> it was just going to be a JPEG of Donald Glover, like, trapped in a box. I thought that was extremely funny. I mean, that um, kind of
1: would have been amazing, too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, so, but, yeah, I, uh, that was a huge um, Easter egg that that uh, I think, like, the marketing team wanted to put it in a commercial. And the directors are like, please, please, please do not put anything live action in the commercials. That's going to, like...
2: It
0: blew my. It's mind. It's going to give
3: people the wrong intent. Uh, wrong- yeah, right. Uh, just I, that was one of the best parts. Um, and uh, uh, so much to talk about with Donald Glover, but uh, no uh, uh, legality. Um, I think I think we pretty much had like this is Spider Man. We're running with it. Um, I remember my biggest thing with legal was the opening production titles um we had we were working with this lawyer that we were just going back and forth and he's like ah, marvel is 10 percent bigger than columbia can we find a middle ground there like can we and it was it was so much unnecessary like everybody's just rolling their eyes of like what do you mean the <laughs> font is too big like it's we're literally arguing about like font size and <laughs> pixel width, and it was I was like I have so many other things to do right now like just be be done it doesn't we're good it works move on Uh, anyways that was that was the most annoying part of the job but we got there we got done and it looks great so can't complain too much
0: yeah um, one thing I I did wonder about like just as an easter egg like in the ATM machine whose face is on the bill? do you know that?
3: Ooh, I do not. Wait, can I Google that? (laughs)
0: Because I'm like, it's not a president. I don't think it is. Um, But I just wondered if it was like a director or something. And I was like, oh, that'd be funny.
3: Yeah, I wonder. I know know a bunch of the concept artists are doing um, a lot of stuff on Twitter, like doing a lot of behind the scenes right now, which is super fun. Um, But I don't know off the top of my head oh that uh,
0: that's okay like you can just claim it's yours until like someone says Anime. yeah it's,
3: <laughs> it's, it's it's my face i snuck it in there years ago and no one caught me no it's <laughs> funny.
0: yeah so like like i said like this film i don't know if any animated film has been nominated for best editing but uh just like the whole movie it's kind of like kind of what animation should be i think like do things that live action can't it's so it's kind of like a a comic book but like also a dream like there's so many images like kind of superimposed and repeated throughout it like i saw it three times so like i, I kind of like caught some things uh during like okay uh spots mm-hmm. during spots like monologues i guess like you can see like earth 42 miles with the braids during one of his monologues and uh, Gwen's monologue, it was like, Oh, this kind of like foreshadows the story, like in Gwen and Miles falling out, you know, and like kind of build up of that Mm -hmm. uh, relationship, you know, and I keep, you keep on saying trust. I just kind of keep on saying like, it was amazing and it blew my mind, you know, (laughs) but
3: (laughs) yeah, uh, that, the, the Gwen, Monologue when she's doing her drum solo and sh- and she just keeps repeating that like, uh,
0: and he's not the only one.
3: He's he's not the only one. Oh my gosh! Uh, but so like if you if you like watch it frame by frame and you get a second like yeah like you said it 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 has a lot of specific um, keyframes and stuff from the movie uh, that are just abstracted and neon colors and. So so like watching it back to back to back I, I feel like that one has a has the most kind of foreshadowing of uh her and Miles on their crazy journey um uh just and 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 the the imagery of how those two people connect yeah um is is really interesting I, I'm thinking specifically of Miles, uh, is invisible. He's followed Gwen into the, like, the, the Spots, uh, apartment that's just, like, destroyed. He's standing on the ceiling, invisible, and she's, like, looking through him out the window, uh, and then she kind of unknowingly, like, turns her back on him, and it's, uh, as she runs off into the new, into, uh, uh, Anyways, so so cool. So many good little vignettes like that 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 I love.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know. Like I love love, and uh, and into the Spider Verse, it's kind of more of a crush story. Uh, and then in this one, um, what I like is like, even though Miles is kind of like the main character. Gwen is also, like, a protagonist. They're, like, deuteragonists. I'm probably saying that fancy word incorrectly, but, um... uh, Like, she's not just a foil for Miles, and, um... Yes. I feel like it's such a good romance. They're both capable, and they save each other at different points, and their problems aren't, like, a Kind of like the early 2000s, and... All that, like it was kind of like love triangles were all the rage, but they <laughs> yes, they have some real problems uh, in this one, like trust and and worldviews, you know, like kind of like what they've had to deal with, you know, uh, and the, in movies, I, I'd love to see that kind of more, and like you know, we're a, we're sometimes a KOTOR podcast, and that's what I would love, like with uh, if there were ever an adaptation, like. With uh Revan and Bastila, I think.
3: Yeah, I I like that the the romance here was still very I'm just gonna say young. It's not so overly dramatic, but but you get enough that like he's interested. Like the whole sketchbook thing, I think that's hilarious.
2: Oh boy. <laughs>
3: of, it's like, oh, there's so many of them. <laughs> um I'd love stuff like that. Very very much like show don't tell right? yeah like this is mm-hmm. this is a visual medium uh one of my favorite quotes is uh, if you're just gonna tell the audience something then you may as well just turn the lamp off and just listen to the radio like it, there's there's a visual aspect here of their relationship um there's some fun back and forth with all like the hobie stuff and he's like wait you mean you like you sleep over at Hobie's place. Like, what does it, what does that mean? Like, um, there's, there's like enough fun little drama there to like keep everybody interested. Um, but it's not so heavy handed. And like the heartbreak at the end of the film feels more like, uh, I'm, I'm going to say like betrayal, but not in a romantic way. Right. Like it's not, he didn't catch Gwen making out with another guy. It's like, what do you mean? Like you've been avoiding me? Like like it it's such a deeper hurt than something uh uh just purely um rom- romance. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah it's so good.
0: I knew Miles like really liked her when she took the action figure out of out of the box <laughs> and you just kinda hear him like go like Aah! And then he's like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, watch,
3: I, I watched the opening night with a bunch of friends. And I think that, that tearing, tearing the box um, got the biggest reaction from my audience <laughs> that I was watching it with. Like, everybody like screamed like it was a horror movie. It was so funny. Uh, <laughs> out of everything else that happened, the, the most emotional reaction was taking the, taking the superhero out of the box.
0: It is funny because like uh, like you said, like frame by frame, you, you can notice all these different things. And uh, part of the the research I did for this podcast is someone pointed out that there is literally in the Spider Society, um, there is the, the Popsicle, the Spider-Man Popsicle.
3: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, is his canon event like Uncle Ben Melted? <laughs> You know? And, <laughs> right. uh,
3: what happened to his Captain Stacy? Yeah, what <laughs> what what horrible dark deeds horrible dark memories have has the uh has the T Rex scene, you know, has
0: the he, plushie. Yeah, like I love that you mention Spider Rex because I was like, I think he has web shooters and I'm like, how did he a make web (laughs) shooters how does he put them on his little arms and i love that it says like t weapon stuff and i like just like it reminded me of mitchell's versus the machines and uh Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. all those little details just love it so much but um (laughs) yeah i guess brian what were some of your uh favorite spider-man variants
1: Oh yeah, I mean all of the Spider-Man variants are all are all great, and I love you know especially kind of the kind of that first little clip where you're getting introduced to him, and of, of course like the big one is you go to like uh, Lego uh, Spider-Man World. That's that's pretty yes. great. And then when he shows back up, um, you know you get the. Like the old, the old school uh, animated, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man. That one, that one's really great, and how like, how like funny and like squat he looks compared to like all of the like newer, <laughs> like like leaner uh, Spider-Man. I like that. Of of course, uh, spider t uh, T-Rex Spider-Man. That's that's the best. I like um, uh, the the Spider Cat. Uh, that's good. I like when animals wow, are man. things, basically. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> I guess. Did you have any like Spider-Man variants you really liked, Schrader?
3: Um, yeah, I think as, as a kid, some of my favorite ones were, um, like cosmic Spider-Man where just he's, he's like spontaneously imbued with like all the powers of like, almost like the silver surfer kind of yeah. like all of a sudden Spider-Man can like shoot laser beams from his fingertips. I was like, that's <laughs> cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, and they, they kept it a little bit in the, in the Spider-Verse. I think he's like, uh, but he can only have his powers within a specific universe, and so he he kind of becomes the uh, the like caretaker of all Spider Men for a period, which I think is super cool. Um, but I also I also love the uh, whenever like Flash Thompson gets like a cool variant of like it's like uh, Captain
2: I, I think
3: it's. Yeah, Captain Captain Spider, Captain Spider Man, whatever he is, with like his uh in this movie he's got like his varsity jacket, which I think is super cool, and um or even like uh when he has like Agent Venom, like the uh the the Venom suit, but it's like a little more subdued and it's yeah. not so uh carnage. Like it it's not so like wild, it's just like it's a cool suit that he wears. Um, what else? Oh, um, uh, okay. As a kid, one of my absolute favorites was, uh, Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Oh yeah, um,
0: he
3: was I just, hilarious mm-hmm, I, in this movie. As as a kid, I was like, you know what? If I had spider powers, I absolutely would just do like a blue hoodie, like a rip sleeve blue hoodie is is my jam. I love and like how over the top, like very. 80s grungy Spider-Man, um, and I love that they kept that in this movie. That that he was like, oh, I'm, I'm just thinking about my past, <laughs> and like uh, being voiced by Andy Samberg is so funny, um, and just just that he kind of gets to be this like melodramatic clown, right? Like no what mm, nobody right. really takes him seriously. And, but he takes himself so seriously anyways i i love scarlet spider in this movie uh his rendering style like like they got him to look like a grungy 80s spider-man right like i, I mm-hmm. love i love his style um and i i hope he comes back a lot more uh in the next one just because he's so cheesy he's so campy i love him
1: what about you, Cassio? What are uh, what are your favorites then?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I mentioned Spider Rex and Spider Popsicle. Maybe there's <laughs> a, a pi- popsicle world, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's a freezer in New York. So, um, <laughs> and then I'd love the Web Slinger and the horse. And uh, yeah, it's great to see PS4 Spidey. And I saw Tarantula. I I used to read the comics, like, newspapers, maybe they still do, like, they would come, like, with comics, and they had the Spider-Man comic strip and stuff, and I remember, like, reading the whole Tarantula story, and I was like, oh, he he's in Across the Spider-Verse, that's awesome, I'm gonna, like, relook this character up, and according to Wikipedia, like, right before Tarantula's death, he developed the ability to shoot uh, webbing um, out of, you know, where a spider does. Uh, like, and I was just like, oh, maybe I, I kind of like forgot that for a reason. But, you know, like <laughs> that, that would just be interesting, like if that was ever part of the conversation. And it's like, yeah, that's he's another version that doesn't do that. Is, is probably what would happen but uh yeah yeah and then dream spider variants it would be awesome like if the if the t-rex you know ever met like a a spider mammoth you know uh
2: <laughs> yeah
0: good. yeah and a danny devito everything sunny in philadelphia variant you know um
3: I'm the Spider-Man. Yeah, (laughs) I'm the trash (laughs) man. I go out and I throw webs.
0: (laughs) Spider-Pig from The Simpsons would be awesome too. Um, Oh, yes. Not to be confused with Spider-Ham.
2: Right. And then
0: the 90s cartoon Spider-Man. That would be cool. And I unironically love Turn Off the Dark and... Like oh what if they got yeah. like Reeve Carney from Hades Town to like I don't know <laughs> do something and it's like maybe their origin story is all the actors who got injured doing that but <laughs> um it was way too high concept for Broadway but I loved every minute of it you know so Yeah.
1: Yeah, you need some uh some Easter eggs from that. Uh for sure that would be great.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I'd, I'd love how I mean, uh, like social media right now is just showing you what you're interested in, right? Like, so, so all of my for you page, my home page, whatever, like, everything is Spider Verse, and I, I love how people are taking it apart and they, they are really, um, I uh, just are <laughs> the director, uh, called it frame romancing of. People are looking at every single frame. So give them something to look at, basically. Um, So like all the the Spider-Man plush that's in the chase scene for like, you know, a dozen frames, but people Uh slow it down and they zoom in and they're like, look at this little guy go. Like, uh, just all the the stuff about Hobie. Um, I love that Spider-Punk has like, five lines like he's in the movie for like maybe like less than 10 minutes he's in the movie for maybe five minutes um and and he's such a crazy good character that he made such a huge impression right like yeah um so yeah i i love all that stuff um yeah i think i just i think the secret to a good spider-man variant is just a good pun honestly uh spider ham spider punk just put spider in front of something spider mammoth (laughs) i'm into it let's let's do it i'll make a phone call oh let's get him in there
0: yeah why why not
1: (laughs) it just needs to uh fall in line with whatever uh spider man's quip is going to be and then uh you're all set yeah exactly yes
0: yeah that's kind of one thing it's like there's so many of these different spider beings like if they kind of thought about it, they do have similarities, but like differences and exceptions like are what makes stories interesting. And yeah, like some people would be like, this is canon, this is canon. And it's like, there's literally a popsicle spider person. So like uh, sometimes it's just like, just have fun with it. You know, it's like, it's just a, it's just a story, you know, like, yes, have fun with it. Absolutely. <laughs>
3: um real quick talking about spider-man variants uh, and Mitchell's one of my favorite little Easter eggs uh, there's like spider-man in therapy during the fight scene oh yeah mm-hmm. and he's like and he's like and then my uncle and then the, ther- the therapist is like let me guess he died and then like <laughs> all like miles Morales being chased by dinosaurs and horses like crashes through the wall um the spider-man in therapy like in the chair talking about his past is the director for mitchell's vs. machines
0: i didn't know oh. that uh, oh. that's mike
3: rianda uh and they they kept him in there uh, <laughs> yeah anyways, i i like that one a lot
1: yeah that's pretty hilarious i like that
0: yeah um so now that we kind of you know talked about everything else and uh this is actually a joke. So like, we don't expect you to answer this. We're going to like, Brian and I are going to pretend to like be asking all these questions and you can just give the vague answer. But what happens, uh, to miles in beyond the spider?
3: <laughs> you know, I, I think literally no one knows, honestly, the, it's not even written fair, yet. Like fair. we don't even have a script. Uh, so sky's the limit. What, uh, if you got any, if you got any ideas, look, uh, email me. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, well, uh, Cassie and I will storyboard some things and, and send them
3: over. Fantastic! Uh, yes, get the ball rolling. <laughs> it's it's been long enough. We've been sitting on our butts for for a week, and uh, it's 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 time that uh, Lord and Miller uh, got got back to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's coming out in March two thousand twenty four. Uh, from what I've seen, but like, yeah, there's still time to like write, animate, and do everything, you know, like, you don't yeah, really I need don't, to know. I
3: don't know where that due date came from. I don't know if that's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I, my understanding <laughs> of it is, I think they're gonna start writing it, um, in like August, mm-hmm. September ish. Um, And then it's just going to be a whole nother round of like concept design, storyboard, animation. Um, So, yeah, I I I wouldn't hold your breath. I would be I would be extremely surprised if there was a a Spider-Man movie coming out next year.
0: Yeah, I didn't have my hopes up at all, but, um, (laughs) you know,
1: (laughs) I had my hopes up, and they're dashed. I hear everyone's (laughs) taking vacations instead of working right now. What is going on? Uh, You leave us on the... Schrader specifically is to blame for the cliffhanger. Literally told us they... He's like, I just wanted to add that in, put
0: it in. No one stopped him. Uh, So... um.
3: (laughs) I, I hijacked the movie from my one little computer. Like, actually... Just cut the movie off. Just we're done with it. Move on. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> is this finger. to be
1: continued? I guess I guess we're done now. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that is good. You do. You definitely do need a break because it sounded like you were uh, working. You know, burning the midnight oil, so to speak, to get this thing done oh, right up to absolutely. the wire. Um, yeah. So so now. The, the movie is out into the world um, you're probably gonna have to you know do a, another couple of iterations maybe for like the 4k they're gonna be like hey could you tweak a couple things for for the oh, 4k man. but I hope but, I hope not <laughs> but but other than that now that you're now that you're done with it and you can you know see all see all the accolades rolling in stuff like that you get a you get a couple of days off here to catch your breath um, are you gonna get a chance to work on some other projects do you have stuff like already lined up to start working on in the meantime or as are the sony like uh you all belong to spider-man now so just get ready <laughs> just be prepared for that
3: um no i definitely got a a, a good warning they're like kind of crazy I, uh the director wants me to start working on the next one sooner um he's i, I usually just come in and the last couple months of the production just to do titles and get in and out Um, but he said, uh, he wants me there, uh, as soon as they start doing concept art, um, which is way earlier, like, like years earlier (laughs) than, than my usual thing. So, I love to see where that goes in the near future. Um, but, uh, in between here and there, I mean, there's always, um, there's always weird stuff from like marketing where they're like, Hey, we're doing a, we're doing a big thing with Burger King and they don't know how to do glitches. So can you just like make something? uh... So I, I made a template uh, for a bunch of our uh, commercials and partnerships um, to like use our assets a little bit easier, um, which was like, like, super super fun i love doing it um but it was a little bit scary of like like i felt like um very protective of this thing that i had built right like Mm -hmm. all of all of like the spider-man glitches in the in the commercials and in the logos and stuff is like stuff that i have made personally and then they're like hey can you tell fortnite how to make a glitch and i'm like (laughs) no (laughs) like i don't i don't want to but i guess so um so yeah i uh uh smaller side projects uh while i was working on the film um i also got to do some concept art for Fortnite, uh which was super fun um so like miles's portal backpack was something that i pitched um just randomly in a meeting um we did this huge like Nike advertisement billboard in New York um, that I got to I got to help out on and do a bunch of like crazy huge 4K glitches that just absolutely crashed everyone's computer. Like everybody had just like the roughest time on that on that uh, Nike ad. But uh, over the next couple weeks, um, yeah, things are things are pretty quiet. Like everybody at work is like so tired <laughs> yeah i
2: can't um,
3: believe it so i uh, there's there's definitely like but like sony's still working on stuff um i've we've we've got like a uh, i forget if it's been announced and how much i can tell you about it uh, there we're okay uh here's an exclusive uh, it's been announced for... so you can tell us okay okay great <laughs> uh you don't even know what i'm going to say um <laughs> no it's the uh, uh we're doing like a k pop drama Um, like if an anime was animated, like, like, like if a manga, manga, I don't know how to say it, but so it, so it's like really, really cute, fun styles and like a K-pop drama. And it's like, um, almost like if BTS was a super villain or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, and we're following like these like anime girl, like, like Sailor Moon type um, characters and, uh, I've just seen some like concept art and some, some like rough animation for it. And it looks crazy and amazing. And, uh, I hope that does well. I don't know when it's going to come out. It's it's probably got another like year or two, um, working on it, especially now that, uh, um, Spider-Verse is kind of like through the pipeline, like a lot of more, a lot more resources get allocated to other uh, productions, right? Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, I think it's called like K-pop Demon Hunters or something like that. Um, wow! It it looks super fun, and I'm super stoked about it. Uh, so yeah, there's there's my there's my plug for more upcoming uh, Sony Animation stuff. But I've I've always got. Um, personal projects on my end that i'm that i'm working on or i'll have a friend call me and they're like hey we just we just need advice on this one thing what do you can you help us with you know i i'm i'm always available for for little stuff like that i i think it's super fun and I uh, i i like a wide net of weird work <laughs> if that makes any sense like i mm-hmm. i feel like i I learn a little bit on every project, and so if if there's a if there's a project, I'm I'm willing to hear them out, um, see if I'm available. I'm not always available, so when I am, it's 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 fun. I enjoy it a lot.
1: Oh, that's awesome! And I uh, I did just uh, check on IMDb. Uh, K-pop Demon Hunters already on there, so I think we're all okay. Clear great, there <laughs> on
0: Yeah, so. it's not like I would just lie to like hear about things like exclusively <laughs> right. on our podcast, you know.
2: Oh, there's
3: also um, uh, "Fixed" by Gendi Tartakovsky. Uh, just got announced oh. recently at, at Annecy. Um, it's a it's about a dog who finds out that he's about to be neutered and mm. like runs away from home and like does all the stuff that he, he can still do while before he gets neutered. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a, it's it's like a raunchy R-rated, 2D hand drawn animation uh it's kind of wild and i i hope it does well and um i i worked on it for like a day they they just needed some help with like uh uh an animatic and editing um but yeah uh so i think i think fixed might come out before k-pop demon hunters i'm not sure don't don't quote me on that but i think those those are the next two big things coming out and then and then we'll start Working on the next Spider-Man in earnest.
1: So, so that's great. It sounds like you're keeping a pretty busy slate here. You know, aside from aside from uh, Spider-Man, obviously, but still have a lot of other uh, irons in the fire, I guess, so to yes, speak. Um, so that's sure. so that's pretty awesome. So, um, I guess on a more personal level, then we we kind of wanted to know then, you know, both kind of, you know, within working, you know, at Sony and doing those projects, but also, you know, um, you know, in your own kind of personal life and your education background and stuff like that, um, what has been inspiring to you now that you've been, you know, kind of on this journey with Sony Animation for uh, quite a few years now? Um, What is what's inspiring to you about that? Or what are you finding inspiration in? Or, um, I, I guess, just as an artist, what, what is still inspiring you about it?
3: Yeah. Um, this was actually something that, that, that came up pretty recently while I was on uh, spider verse. Um, like I mentioned, we usually in the past, we've like hired out my job to like a, a, a whole studio, a team of people to do these logos. Um, and then it just came down to me. Um, and that was so scary. And I I told him up front, I was like, Hey, I am, I am game. Like I want to play in this space that you've created for me, but also I'm not much of a designer. Like I, I literally just get by by the seat of my pants every time you guys call me. Like this is so wild that I'm even still here and that you like the weird things that I make. Like this, like I, (laughs) it was, it was, it was almost like a confessional of like, Hey guys, I'm glad you like it. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, I uh, I was like I'm I'm not much of a designer, so I actually uh, got a chance to sit down with um Patrick O'Keefe, uh, uh the the production designer on this one. And um we we just talked for like an hour or so about design. Um and he shared with me a bunch of like his favorite designers and and, and his biggest thing was like Pay attention to the things that you like, and why do you like them? Um, so my so I, I I compiled a list of things that I like. Uh, top of the list was like uh, Bill Watterson, uh, Calvin and Hobbes comics, right? Uh, and um, I really enjoy the his pen work is almost like calligraphy. Like he he doesn't draw with just a regular sharpie ballpoint pen uh there's so much variation in line width there and like a a variation in the things that he draws like he can do a very soft cuddly cute uh tiger and also a t-rex riding in a, a a jet right like uh raptors in uh airplanes is one of my favorite things from him um and and also beautiful soft watercolors that you know it's anyways, um, so uh, Calvin and Hobbes top of my list. Um, Alphonse Mucha it was like a, it was like one of the first. Um, he did a lot of uh, like cigarette ads, <laughs> um, and uh, he he comes from like a stained glass background. Oh, wow. Um, so again, like a lot of, uh, line width, like he drew like he was designing a stained glass. And so like he has, he has, you know, uh, beautiful women with like long flowing hair, but also like these crazy thick outlines that, that come from his, his background in stained glass. Um, I also, also a little more like abstract things. Like I love <laughs> just textures um i love like a good picture of rust <laughs> um i i there's there's something i really enjoy about like um rust and like decaying industrialism like there's there's something there of like once upon a time this mining facility was like brand new and fresh and clean and organized and it's been abandoned for 50 years and now it, there's like weird plants growing in the corners like almost like a little bit of like last of us yeah right Uh, Mm -hmm. um of like once upon a time this was a a a busy well-organized place and now rust and plants and decay has crept in and so it's like this kind of like man-made versus organic versus time anyways just like even even like molecularly of like how rust forms and flakes and like I think that is very fun. I enjoy that a lot. Um, some something that like has depth to it, and I think I think uh, that's that's something that I really enjoy. Also like um, uh, shipyards or um, ship breaking yards specifically. Like uh, they will just pull old beat up rusted out freighters up on the beach and then just like a dozen guys with like blow torches and grinders will just tear a ship apart from the outside in and just litter a horizon with ship holes and I think it is like the most I'm just going to say beautiful. Like it is, it's so wild to see uh, these, these photographs of like sunsets setting on well-organized shipwrecks. Um, I, I think that's some of my favorite stuff. So, so showing this to Patrick, I was like, I don't know, here's a bunch of stuff on Pinterest I thought was cool. And so like having, having a third person telling me like, look at depth, look at contrast, look at focal points, look at color palettes. Um, And uh, pay attention to the things that you are interested in. He actually gave me uh, a few other things to look into. Um, One of his favorites is um, L. Lizitsky. He's a Russian artist who made um, like a Russian propaganda book for children.
2: Wow. (laughs)
3: Among among Mm -hmm. other things. But his design is so intricate and so geometric. Um, Obviously, like, not in support uh, uh, here at Sony Animation. We do not support uh, Russian uh, uh, (laughs) books for kids. Um, (laughs) And, and, uh, but, like, this thing was so... um, uh, well designed um, with like minimal colors, like it is. It is black and white and red, and like that is it. And like how ha- and just it's triangles and circles and s- random little text bubbles and um, anyway. So that was L. Lazitsky, uh and his Russian propaganda that uh, as long as you don't read Russian, it's probably fine. But then there was also uh, when I was when I was working on the um, Gwen drum solo. Uh, Justin Thompson, the director, is just a, a walking encyclopedia for all of these art styles, and so he's like, "We are we are pulling this from Oscar Fishinger, um, who did these um, like paper cutout circles and squares." and he animated them to music. Um, he had one called an optical poem, uh, that was, that we used, uh, for pretty heavy reference for Gwen's drum solo. Um, anyway, so yeah, just like a ton, a ton of, uh, inspirations, um, behind this film. And, and for me personally, just to like keep it, keep an open mind. And they're like, Hey, you know, Oscar Fishinger, right? And I'm like, no, I have no idea what you of just said. Of course, I do. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. As I as I'm rapidly like typing on my keyboard <laughs> mid Zoom call. Um, yeah, it it was it was really great to see. Um, oh, and and then and then like again, I'm just gonna keep saying trust of like I I told the production team I was like, hey, I would I want to play. I'm I'm interested, but I don't know how to do it. And they're like, yeah, just go for it. Like, like you do it. And then if you need help, we'll step in. Like you just say the word. And it was such a like professional trust fall of, hey, I, I worked on some stuff for a day or two. What do you think about this? And they're like, you know, this is good. This is good. This is trash. Push this further, simplify this. Like it was, it was so nice to have, um, Patrick and Justin, uh, just right there. Um, and also like not hovering over my shoulder cause they had so many other mm-hmm. things to do. Right. Yeah. Um, that they, they literally were just like, okay, here's your assignment. Go run free, have fun with it. And we'll see you tomorrow. Um, and then I just animated as hard as I could for the next 12 hours just to see, uh, if I could make something like worth, putting into this movie. Uh, and uh, and it worked. So it's super fun and good, and I liked it a lot. I, I would also say, like, a lot of my design style now has a, a pretty heavy um, Patrick flavor in it. <laughs> um, Patrick O'Keefe. Uh, uh, when he's giving me notes, you know, he's, he's giving me notes on uh, what he would like to see and um, just how he organizes a composition and where he puts a focal point and uh, just the craziest like how to compositionally use color and use saturation and use fat anyways uh, art is cool and I like to do it so my job is fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) I loved hearing that it's just so cool to hear what inspires people. And I wrote down, like, pay attention to the things that you like and why you like them.
3: Yeah, I, I think a, a big part of it, too, is um, finding out uh, if you like an artist, especially modern, like Instagram or TikTok or whatever, like finding out uh, if you follow an artist, what sources they like and see see how far you can kind of like track their uh design back um like for a lot of illustrators and animators there's like um andrew loomis literally like wrote the book on how to draw the human head um so that's that's a big one that stands out um uh norman rockwell Wendecker um just all of those i would even throw in um one of my favorites is actually uh bruce tim uh he was the batman animated series designer um Mm. and he he has like he like he was the guy who invented harley quinn for that show uh bruce tim has just a lot of i don't want to say simple designs because i feel that's reductive He has a lot of well thought out designs. Like he's he's the guy who said, "What if Batman was just like a big dark shape with glowing eyes?" Like it's, uh, you know, what if there was a lightning bolt behind him and like that was it? That kind of like uh, Art Deco Gotham style. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, I I love I love seeing that kind of stuff and and finding out what other artists draw inspiration from other artists I I love seeing that stuff
0: I've always loved Spider-Man and I love it when uh I don't know just there's, there's so many we live in like in, so, in some ways it kind of feels like a dark age of movies right now like we live in a world where there are so many like reboots uh <laughs> sequels um Uh, Just kind of like, you know, uh, from different series and stuff. And and some of them are good. Some of them, like, I'm I'm entertained by. But it kind of just seems like I'm going to keep this very vague. But, like, there are just so many corporations, you know? Like, just... They're not telling stories because they're dying to tell them. They're creating products so they can increase streaming revenue or something and yeah. of course it's a it's a everything's a business you know but like I just love the Into the Spider-Verse series because it celebrates Spider-Man it's a it's an incredible story it celebrates animation it pushes it forward it it's inspired so much and like honestly I consider Into the Spider-Verse art I consider Across the Spider Verse art, it's just it's just inspiring to kind of hear a little bit about like what it was like to work on it, and uh, it's it's awesome you got to work on it, and I just love good stories, so thank you for contributing uh, the logos twice and the to be continued to that. So yeah, Bugs Bunny suit meme, you know, like pleasant <laughs> salary, pleasant vacay. All the rest.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure having you back on uh, to the podcast today. We uh, definitely appreciate you taking time out of your out of your busy schedule or your are busy relaxing now. I know you probably uh, <laughs> like to uh, like to catch in like an extra nap probably, but you came on and uh, spent this time with us, and we definitely appreciate it. So, uh, everyone out there listening, uh, make sure you go see Across the Spider Verse. You probably already have because um, it is doing gangbusters um, at the box office. It is amazing, and we can't uh, wait to see what sort of accolades it gets you know as we work our way through the year here um and a special uh, thank you to michael schrader for coming back on the podcast and talking with us uh, all things spider-man and animation again we definitely appreciate it so uh let people uh, who are listening out there know where they can uh find you online you have a really fun uh, instagram account you've been posting a lot of fun uh spider-man related stuff uh, lately but other artwork and stuff like that
3: i'm mostly on instagram uh schrader it's spelled s-c-h-r-a-y-d-e-r um yeah come check me out on instagram i I've, I've i've just been posting a, a lot of behind the scenes um stuff about the logos and uh, uh tagging a bunch of other uh spider verse artists um so yeah come uh, come check it out i'm on twitter too but i don't i don't i haven't used it in a while I, uh uh, it, it took up too much of my day so <laughs> uh yeah i'm just i'm just on instagram schrader
1: yeah absolutely so uh make sure you go check that out and uh like i said uh, check out across spider verse and let us know what you thought uh, about that film uh we really appreciate it so uh cassia yeah, i think i think that is it here for for across spider verse we're gonna have to have to wait uh, another uh year or two maybe and uh maybe we can get Schrader back on to uh talk about the third installment when it's uh absolutely. time for time for that hopefully so uh I don't know what 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 do you think Cassia
0: I guess that's how it has to be you know I could like ask like <laughs> frame by frame like what is this who did that but I understand
1: <laughs> that's right absolutely so uh, I guess uh uh I don't know we'll leave it there and we'll say uh to be continued here on our uh, spider burst coverage <laughs>
2: Da, 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 da. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Great. Thanks, guys.
0: <laughs> the Older Public Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else the Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out.
1: And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore droid underscore.
0: You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Old Republic Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at Dennis S.
1: This episode of the Old Republic Podcast has been brought to you by Nicky Dog from Patreon. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now.